You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Let me be the first to ask you on this Monday. How you feeling? How you doing? That bad, huh? Whoa. Well, look, I get it. Big week 13 to discuss. The Knicks played yesterday. How'd they do? Oh, well, let's see. Um, uh, let me check here. Oh, they lost again. Oh, that's a, that was, who saw that coming? Four and 16 now. Good news, folks. Only 62 more of them to go. 62 more of them. Well, let's get right into it, right? Because today is that day. It might not technically be winter yet, but it's essentially winter, right? Like this idea, well, you know, it doesn't technically become winter until December 23rd. Yeah, well, it's snowing outside, it's freezing cold, and it's not going to get any better. I wish I had some, I wish I had some better news for you. Hey, next week it's going to be 60 degrees. It's not. This is how it works until like March, may more than likely April. This is, this is it. And this is the day. This is the first day that you're dealing with the snow. And you have to get to work. You got to deal with the commute. When it snows on the weekend, it's annoying, but eh, you know what? Generally, you don't have to deal with it that hard. Eh, It's not that big a deal. The kids love it, right? See some joy in other people. We don't get to experience joy all that often. So at least see joy in other people. And when it's the first day, when it's wet, it's cold, it's rainy, it's going to snow today apparently as well. It feels kind of hopeless because you know that this is what you're going to be dealing with for the next three months. It's a slog. Sundown by 4 o'clock every day, constant rain, constant cold. It sucks. It sucks. And hopeless is something you would think you would be used to by now, at least numb to it, right? Because yesterday, in terms of a sports sense, we're not going to break down the weather for the next 58 minutes. Yesterday, from a sports sense, you got it firsthand on multiple levels. And let's be honest, from the levels that matter more than most in this town. So let's start with the Giants. Because at this point, what happened yesterday really is not surprising in any way. Giants lost the Packers yesterday, 31 to 13, in a game that was over, you know, early fourth quarter. I don't know what time they scored that uh, first touchdown in the fourth quarter, but it was pretty much right away in the fourth quarter. First play, second play, whatever it was. Now, the good news behind the scenes, the Giants won that game 41 nothing. So you have that going for you, Giant fans. Behind the scenes, in the game that you can't see, that I don't know, takes place in the executive offices, takes place in the locker room, wherever it might be. That game, Giants wanted a blowout. I couldn't find, I couldn't bet that game on FanDuel, and God knows I should, probably should have bet that game on FanDuel. So make it eight straight losses for the Giants. Every team now has won more recently than the New York Giants, and we know that we know that fact for a reason because of the other team. But we'll get to them in a minute. The last day the Giants won a game. Think about this for a fact. The last day that the Giants won a game on that same day, the Mets won. The Mets won a game the last time the Giants won. September 29th. Think back to September. 
back in September, people were still telling you how much they love the fall. Ah, this is beautiful. This is the fall, right? Yeah, this is great. Yeah, it's not so great anymore. September 29th. And where does most of the attention for yesterday go? Well, it's going to go on Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer is now 7-21 and coaching the Giants. Which you figure, well, God, that's got to be the worst. Actually, it's not. Silver lining alert. We need a special alarm for silver lining alerts in this town. Because that's all we got anymore, right? The Jets, the Giants, the Knicks. I mean, until baseball starts, all we got is little silver lining. We battled. Silver lining, we battled, and excuses. And look, I have been more patient, more lenient with the Giants because I am not using revisionist history. Nobody thought going into this year that the Giants were going to be good. Now, we thought maybe there would be some signs of growth. We haven't gotten that either. But nobody thought that they were going to be good this year. Nobody had any expectations. And there's the built-in excuse, which is fair, of playing with a rookie quarterback. But let's be honest. The Giants are a embarrassment at this point. I mean, they're a joke. This last two years, maybe if you're not as old as me, and I feel like a lot of people in our listening audience are much younger, these two years will go down as what you look back to as the bad old days. This will be your rock bottom, assuming that at some point it gets better. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be assuming that. These two years have been brutal. Yesterday, the stadium, which was filled up, it sounded like, mostly with Packer fans. When they started chanting, Go Pack Go, I had to feel like Giant fans probably were wishing that their team would also leave. Pat Shermer is clearly going to be out of a job when the season is over. I know they still have Washington. I know they still have Miami. But at this point, the Giants are worse than anyone with the exception of the Bengals. And who knows? The gap between the Giants and the Bengals seems a whole lot closer waking up on this Monday morning than the Giants and mediocre teams. Let's put it that way. So who knows? Maybe they could beat Miami or Washington, but I wouldn't bet on it. And the focus will be on Pat Shermer. Pro football talk with an interesting stat. All right, so Pat Shermer is now 7-21 and through his 28 games. Ben McAdoo only got 28 games. He was 13-15 and with a playoff appearance. Based on how things have gone since Ben McAdoo left, at this point maybe we should uh, check the votes and he could be coach of the year. That's how bad it's been since he's gone. And it seems pretty clear that Pat Shermer will be out after this season. Don't think that that will be the case for Dave Gettleman. But if you're a Giant fan right now, it has to feel a bit hopeless. And I guess the one saving grace that you have is that you are now in line for Chase Young. That has to be the hope that maybe you will get Chase Young and he will revitalize this defense and you'll have another influx of talent after this year. Unless your GM, of course, decides to take a running back again. But right now, it has to feel completely hopeless. But as bad as the giant situation is, and it is terrible, if you are looking for hope, I would actually say that the Giants are a more hopeful situation than the other team in town. Because as we sit here on December 2nd, 
I feel pretty confident that when this season is over, the Giants are going to be back in the market for a new head coach. And look, they might screw it up again. Take a look at the last two choices that they've had. It's not exactly, you know, not going to be putting either of them in the ring of honor. But at least if you're looking for glimmers of hope, you can delude yourself into finding them with the New York Giants. Then there is the Jets. Which Jets, Gordon? Well, up until yesterday, I kept hearing and kept being told, because I'm a Jet hater, despite the fact of what I did last Monday and told you all the good things they did, everything went perfect, the Jets were the resurgent Jets. They were turning their season around. The Jets, who had playoff hopes. That's what I heard. That's what I read. That's what people told me. The Jets and their quarterback, who is now becoming a man, was on the back page. I can't remember which one it was, the Daily News or the Post. I think it was the Daily News. Sam Darnold's becoming a man. The Jets and their coach, who everybody said at this point last week, a week ago today, everybody's got to lay off this coach. The defense and the uh, player of the defensive player of the year, Jamal Adams, looking to make it four in a row as they faced off against the winless Bengals. And they never showed up. Maybe they got off the plane. It certainly didn't seem so. After they beat the Raiders in a game where everything went right, we all agreed. Let's not have revisionist history now. We all agreed. No way you can lose the next two. You want to prove this is for real? Go beat the Bengals and go beat Miami. And you know what? I'll even let you in. If they had lost to Miami in some little nip and tuck game, lost in a field goal at the gun, all right, fine. But there's no way you can go out and lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. And it looked like the Jets were under the impression they could just roll the helmets out on the field and away they would go. Oh, yeah, they would go all right. So let me start with, Emma, look, I'm I'm the little 5 a.m. guy, right? I'm not one of the big wigs of the station. I'm not one of the power brokers at the station. I'm just a little guy who does a one-hour show Monday through Friday, and I do a show on Saturday. I'm just little old me. But I just want to get some clarification. I know it's early in the morning. I just want to find out, am I allowed to criticize the coach now? Is that is, is it fair game now? Am I allowed to do it now? Because, you know, when they beat the Giants, they beat Washington, and then they went out and beat the Raiders. Oh, my God. In some quarters, even on this station, some made it out. Like pointing out the fact that this coach has done a terrible job was outrageous. You're a, a, a deranged lunatic for suggesting such a thing as, they should fire the coach after one season. It was like heresy. I thought I was going to be, uh, what, do you, what, ha- what happens when you get uh, kicked out of the church? It's not ostracized. What is it? I can't remember what the term is. I'll figure it out. It's still early. My coffee machine didn't work at home today. It's been brutal. How could you ever suggest that the coach be fired after one season? It's crazy to, crazy. 
Maybe nobody should be surprised because, after all, the Jets already lost to one winless team. But I got to admit, putting out that kind of effort, not just that they lost, although that is a big part of it, the fact that they put out that effort, that performance, is shocking even to me. And there's a couple of things we now know for sure. A, pretty clear the victory laps can stop, right? Those victory laps, which were being run around by a lot of people, they can stop. Like, a, ever see like a guy rounding third and he pulls his hamstring and he goes down like he was shot? That's the way that that uh, victory lap can now stop. The entire team was terrible start to finish, beginning to end, brutal. And to me, that game, a far greater indicator of the coach than beating the Raiders, who seemed like they never got off the plane. So you can run down any and all aspects from yesterday. To me, it's pretty clear. Number one, that loss is on the coach. Adam Gase got completely outdone by an 0-11 team coached by a guy in his first season. They threw the ball 50 times. Ran the ball 15 against the team with the worst run defense in the NFL. Now, I get the Jets are not a great running team, despite what Livion Bell will tell you about how great his season has been. But, I mean, come on. 50 times to 15. That seems like a good game plan to you. Yesterday was December 1st. Another thing we can now end. That the idea this year, right... We are going to play meaningful game in December. There's nothing the Jets can do from this point forward to prove to any of us that any there's any meaning behind any of these games outside of let's get the season over and let's move on to the draft. And I guess the biggest narrative I want to put to bed, at least has been put to bed for me, maybe not for you, and certainly want to hear from you, 1-800-919-ESPN, this idea. That has been floated here the last few weeks. Well, you know, if Sam Darnold hadn't gotten mono, man, this season would have been so different. It would have been so different if he had not gotten mono. What a bad break. If he had been healthy, if he had been okay, well, this season would have gone in a completely different direction. You just lost. And didn't just lose. You got blown out by the 0-11 Bengals. Stop it. Stop it. Adam Gase has done a terrible job this year. It has been bad coaching. And for all the people who will tell you, and they'll come up with excuses, I'm sure, the offensive line, the talent, this thing or that thing, they'll protect the quarterback who I don't think was high up on the list of problems yesterday, but he was on the list. He's on the list. He's on the team. You can't give him all the credit when things go well and none of the blame when it all goes bad. The Jets are a more talented team than the Bengals. So if you have more talent, if you are a better team than the other team, how is it not on coaching again? So when you take a look at the hopeless situations that you have with the Jets and Giants, It might not be by much, but at least the fact that it's pretty clear at this point that the Giants will be looking for a new coach after this season at least can delude you into some false hope. The Jets, 
I don't know how you can delude yourself into any hope after watching what you did yesterday. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. So uh, it's supposed to snow today. I think it's supposed to start at like 1 o'clock. So it's going to be a disaster for uh, for the people that travel in the, the normal hours, right? Like there's, 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 there's negative things about it working at this time. It's super early. You're up before. You know, I always say it's like you get up the night before. But the one good thing is generally if you're working now, you're going to be done by the time the real main stuff hits. So uh, that's good. Uh, but uh, not a lot of good sports-wise, right? The Jets lose. The Giants lose. The Knicks lose. Uh, even the Nets lost. I didn't really focus much on that. You know what I was doing uh, yesterday uh, after the uh, the football was over was uh, I, I, all weekend, really, because we had the extended weekend. We weren't here Thursday, Friday. Uh, Saturday I was here, Sunday off, and then uh, with all those time that time off, I decided to watch The Irishman, right? Have you seen The Irishman? It's uh, the Martin Scorsese project. It's on Netflix. Uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci and uh, all the big names. It's almost like uh, – it almost feels like this is going to be like Scorsese's last film. And it was like getting the band back together for one final time. And I've seen reviews. Now, I've not made my way through it because it's exceedingly long. I still have about another – it's almost like a miniseries. It feels like it's – so you can't watch it. Like who has like four hours to sit down and watch a movie? If you have kids, I mean it's just impossible. So I've been watching it in installments, which breaks it up, right? That's not a good way to really get the impact of a movie. You should sit and watch it in the all in one sitting. And I've seen a lot of people saying I liked it. It was good. It, you know, they, they have some things that they nitpick on, but they overall it seems like the reviews have been positive. I got to be honest. Now, look, I still have an hour to go. I think it's been terrible. I think it's it's almost ruined by the fact that Robert De Niro is the main guy. It's supposed to be about this young guy. He looks like he's 90 years old. I kept hearing about this technique that they use to make him younger. What's this technique? Hair dye? These ridiculous contact lenses to give him blue eyes? It looks like he's got cataracts. It looks like there's something. He looks like a White Walker. It looks terrible. And the story is, I mean, there's so much stuff that probably could have been cut out. Again, I don't, I mean, I was two hours in. I didn't even know where the movie was going yet. I didn't even know what the movie was about yet. I thought, so. that's what I thought. I was so confused. I was like, where are we going? (laughs) What are we doing? We're talking about Jimmy Hoffa. Then we're going somewhere else. Right. I, and I went into it fresh. I like going into movies fresh. I don't like to know too much about it, but I gotta be honest. I, I, look, maybe the last hour will land perfectly, but any scene involving Robert De Niro, like the, 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 I don't know what you would call it, like the fourth wall is broken by the fact that the guy looks like he's a hundred years old. He looks older in the movie than he does in real life. And there's this, there's scenes, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a fight scene early on. <laughs> It looks ridiculous. He's beating up a guy. He can barely move. There's one scene where he's like stepping on some rocks to throw, you know, guns into a river. I was worried he was going to break his hip. It looks ridiculous. I get it. To make these movies, you have to have stars. Who's a bigger star than Robert De Niro? And who am I? You know, I'm a I'm 5 a.m. guy criticizing anybody. Never mind the great Robert De Niro. It just looks ridiculous maybe i i have to be alone because i've not really seen that many other people say that that it it looks ridiculous and the um you know your sense of 
you know, falling into the movie is completely destroyed by the fact that each scene that he's in, and he's the star. He's in every scene. It looks it looks ridiculous. Mike is in Staten Island. Mike, am I off base on this, on The Irishman? I think it's terrible. Gordon, man, it's such a shame because I couldn't agree with you more. And I love De Niro, Pacino, Stacey Holmes. I just think this is a story that was already told so many times. First of all, it didn't have to be told. And, and second of all, De Niro did not look young. He looked freaky with the eyes. Yeah. It's just such a shame. I think, honestly, Pesci was probably the best performance yeah, there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He didn't, he, and Bobby I, Cannavale. Yeah, Bobby Cannavale. I mean, I know they're, they're, all the actors that are in it, they're always good in, you know, basically everything they're in. And, and it's weird because Pesci's supposed to seem like the old guy. He seemed younger than De Niro. It just was very, very odd. Very, very odd. All right, so there's my – I'll give you a, a full review when I eventually make my way through the entire thing, but uh, very, very strange. All right, so the poll question, which is up for today. It's on Twitter. I didn't even mention the Twitter or the Instagram at the beginning of the show because I wanted to get into it, but uh, you can follow me on both, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is uh, the Jets. They uh, see their three-game winning streak yesterday end, and they were blown out by the Bengals. Which of the following best describes your feeling about the loss? And I had a lot of – some days the poll question is tough to come up with. There were some other ones that I was going to go with. We'll go with those later in the week because, look, the Jets and Giants aren't going anywhere, so the storylines really are not going to change unless uh, the Jet- the Giants decide uh, with some games left here to make it official about Pat Shermer because it doesn't really – look, who knows? I mean, uh, three weeks ago, a month ago, everybody was killing Adam Gase and he wins three games and everybody – it seemed like a lot of people, maybe not everybody – but a lot of people were, were, were taking victory laps and jumping on the bandwagon. That bandwagon has cleared out very fast. It's like God picked up the bandwagon and shook it. So uh, the uh, which one of the following best describes your feeling about the loss yesterday? A, for the Jets, A, I can't believe it. Or B, I completely knew it. There's the, one of, and to be honest, maybe you feel kind of both of them. But which one best describes uh, what you feel? And I will bet that most people, and who knows, maybe we'll float with the uh, the 90 percentile today. Maybe we'll get close again. We'll go, I completely knew it, rather than I can't believe it. I will be honest with you. I can't believe that they played as bad as they did yesterday. I can't believe that that's the performance they put up after watching. And I get the history of the Jets. I get all these things. The Bengals were 0-11. As I said, if they had gone out next week and lost to the Dolphins in a close game, lose by a field goal, couple of plays here or there, controversial call, okay, fine. This past one against the Bengals, to lose, I don't care if the game's in Cincinnati. I don't care if the game's on the moon. You cannot put up that performance. And I bet that most people will say, oh, I completely knew it. I completely knew it. I completely knew it. Let me tell you, as someone who roots for a bad team, who constantly gets hurt by them. That's a coping mechanism. There were people that said, yeah, they, they, I don't, I would not expect them to go out and play great against the Bengals or I expect it to be close. Or I, I, they, They'll say that. But whether or not they truly believe that, to me, that's a coping mechanism. I knew they were going to lose this game. I could, it, nothing surprises me with this team. I didn't hear a lot of that negativity before the game. After the game, I've heard it left, right, and center. And a lot of it coming from the same people who told you all the great things the last three weeks. 
It must be amazing to be able to flip a switch like that. I, I wish I could. But I sat here a week ago and took my medicine and told you all the great things the Jets did against the Raiders. Oh, my goodness, this thing and that thing. And I heard, oh, you're just a hater. But yet I came out and told you when we saw what, you know, you see things like that. Great. I'll give you credit. But I also want to hear the blame for when things go like they did yesterday, because that was as think about this as embarrassing a performance as you could have. And think about the teams that you watch here on a regular basis. Going out and losing to the Bengals like that, that's as as, as embarrassing a performance as you could possibly have. And I don't want to hear about all the, oh, well, you know, the offensive line took a step back. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the offensive line's not very good. You're right. Oh, you know, the receivers, they dropped some passes. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, you know, the, 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 uh, the uh, defense really wasn't able to generate much of a pass rush. Yeah, they didn't. But the overall effort of that game, I wouldn't say the first drive you knew that the Jets were in trouble. But it was pretty early on. And it could have been worse. Bengals got a field goal off that one drive where the, the tight end dropped a, touch, a clear touchdown pass. So it wasn't like the Bengals were all playing out of their minds yesterday. They played a, a decent game. They played a, a, an average game. But yet their average was so much better than the Jets' woeful. And you'd have to say this year, that's the worst performance they've put up all season long, which is really saying something. This was not one of the playoff teams that they were going. This is not the uh, the, the, the great Patriots defense. They were going up against the 0-11 Bengals. And that's the performance they put up there. How you can say... Or how you can look at that game and not say that is completely on the coach is beyond me. I wish I had that type of um, mental dexterity to be able to twist and turn my way into a way that I could not blame the coach. That's completely on the coach. And this coach has done a woeful job. Even by the standards, the low standards he set before the season of uh, we're going to play meaningful games in December. You know what that means? And I said this at the time. All that means is you're not going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Every team, basically. The NFL is designed so that everybody's playing some meaningful games in the last quarter of the season. There's very few teams that will go into the last quarter of the season and not play any meaningful games. And you know what? The New York Jets are squarely in that group. So are the Giants. But so are the Jets. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Moran takes a snap. Rolling out to the left. He's looking. Throws it deep to Lugo. Lugo's got it. Lugo's got it. Huge wheel post route in the back of the end zone. Tommy Moran rolling out to the left, falling backwards, makes an incredible throw. And Wayne now he's got the lead for the first wow. time. What Will. a throw, what a catch. Yet again, Tommy Moran being chased down in the pocket, but he escapes. He gets the ball up. Incredible throw to Lugo. Great catch. All right, so your moment of inspiration for this Monday morning. Look, we didn't have a lot of options, right? Knicks, uh, the Jets, the Giants. That was the call. By Wayne High School, Wayne Valley High School uh, 
They played on uh, Saturday at MetLife. They faced off against Northern Highlands. The two kids that made the call there, uh, Matt Crefting, he was play-by-play, and Will Michaels, he was the uh, the color uh, an, uh, analyst uh, as Wayne Valley. That was the most exciting thing that I saw this weekend. They played, uh, they had a series of games at MetLife on Saturday. I think they did the previous week as well. So my wife is a teacher at uh, Wayne Valley. So we went out to MetLife, and uh, it was a fantastic – it didn't start that way. Wayne Valley fell behind. First play of the game, 75 yards, whoop, right down the field by Northern Highlands. The Highlanders. Not a very original nickname, but the Highlanders. So you say, all right, bad start. We'll see how things go. My kids are like, all right, when can we get out of here? I said, no, the game's not over yet. Relax. So then they get another big play. Another quick touchdown, and they were down 17 nothing Wayne Valley. And they came back, got a touchdown before the end of the first half, got another touchdown to start the fourth quarter, and then the big touchdown pass. I would say the most most clutch throw that has been at MetLife Stadium all season. Tommy Moran to Elijah Lugo and uh, Wayne Valley, the Indians, come back and win it 21-17. So congratulations to them. Big win for them. And our moment of inspiration for this uh, Monday morning. All right, so 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So we've touched on the Jets. We've touched on the Giants. We've touched on the poll question, which is up for today uh, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And it is, uh, which uh, best uh, describes your feeling after watching that Jet debacle yesterday? I can't believe it, or I completely knew it. You can vote on that poll question up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. I, I will say, most people, I- I'm sure, are going to say, I completely knew it. And it's not like it's completely out of the realm of possibility that you did think, all right, you know what, this is the type of game. The Jets have lost this game a thousand times before. But this is not just a typical playing down to the level of competition. This is literally the worst team in football. And it wasn't just that you lost on a freaky play or a field goal with a gun. You got destroyed. I mean, you did nothing the whole day. So to me, that's completely on the coach. Here's Ira in Staten Island. Ira, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning, Gordon. How are you? What's I'm happening? Good, man. What's up? You know, it's funny. I, I hate to make this call, but, you know, you almost I, in the back of my mind, when they named Dalton the starter, I knew something like this was capable, that they would lose a, maybe a close game, a tight game, a right. 23-20. But to, to come down here, be totally unprepared, no fight, look like they didn't want to even be here, and to go out there and get humiliated by an 0-11 team, you know, like, like I said, I hate I hate saying this, but it wiped away the, the three Absolutely. previous weeks. Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's such a step backwards. And you know what? Um, if Adams is hurt for the rest of the year, because I heard he was crying at the end of a press Yeah, he's in a walking boot after the game. Yeah. So, you know what? Without him, they, they could they could lose out. They very well could lose out because a monumental loss like this, I'm not sure how they regroup. You know, I know you got your Dolphins coming in next week. Quite frankly. Oh, the Dolphins have played I, far more competitive. I mean, uh, it's not even – I don't want them to win, but, I mean, how could you pick – the? If, when the Jets lose to an 0-11 team, how could you think that they feel confident about going up against anybody? It's it's not – you know, it's bad enough that they lost to an 0-11 team. It's the way they lost. Absolutely. I mean, it's the penalties, the mistakes, the drop balls. And, and you know, early in the game – they're marching down the field. I said, okay, you know, this is kind of what I've expected. But then Anderson drops a TD pass. Burrios drops a wide open. They kick mm-hmm. a field goal. It was so reminiscent of a game in Miami. You take a 7 nothing lead. They come down, a penalty. Instead of going up 14 nothing, they go up. And then they miss the field goal. 
and that gave the Dolphins a drive. I, I thought the Bengals felt great that the Jets only got three, and it, it, that was it. They, you know, the Jets took them for granted. They read their press clippings, and now you get what you got yesterday. And it's it's really unfortunate because I thought maybe they would finish it out interesting and strong. And now it's going to be the other way around. Oh, look, I mean, you know, they do uh, – I'm trying to think of who the Jets still have on the schedule. Um, you know, they do have Miami, so that's uh, what you would think is a uh, – should be a, at least a competitive game. But, again, who knows? I mean, I thought the low point was going to be Miami because that uh, – you're right, right? That, that was a game the Jets, while it was close in terms of the score, the final score, that was a game the Jets absolutely got destroyed in. But to go out and lose 22-6, to and it wasn't even that close – so you're right. I mean, I, I, it really doesn't kind of matter who's on the on the rest of the schedule. They have the Dolphins this week at the Ravens. Oh my God, at the Ra- I mean, uh, what's the over under there? Five hundred. Uh, the Steelers, who have played competitively and have won a game, and right now you'd have to say are are at least in the playoff mix. And then you have the Bills in the final week of the regular season. So no, I mean, for for a team, it's amazing. For I never thought that they were going to do this anyway. Uh, and I did think that they would win yesterday. But for the people who were trying to tell you leading into yesterday, you know, Jets could Jets could win out. Not that they, not that many people thought that they were going to make the playoffs, but you know what? They're going to be a tough out the rest of the way. You can't sleep on the Jets anymore. That was another headline I saw over the week. Well, now it's very possible the last four games you go 0-4. Uh, let's go out to Sal in Aberdeen. Sal, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good. Um, this is this is why you you couldn't give this guy a, a vote of confidence uh, that Johnson did. I mean, this guy is still, he has no clue. This proves that he cannot run run a team. Look at what Tannehill and and Parker are doing when now that he's gone. You know, good point, Sal. Yep. Yeah. Not, that's I not mean, that's not exactly a, a ringing endorsement of the coach. No, it, it's not. I mean, how do you not? Run Bell outside, you know, screen passes outside. I mean, they, he does the same thing over and over and over again. Like you said, they had drop balls. They had miscues here and there. The penalties, you know, killed them. 100, 100 yards in penalties, you can't do that. You're not going to win doing that. But I, I, unfortunately, I had to go to a wake yesterday, and the, uh, the man that died was 90 years old. He had a good run. But when I got home, and it was twenty-two to six in the fourth quarter. I was like, "What? What is going on? What? What is going on? I mean, it's it's unbelievable. This guy has got to go. He cannot be the coach next year of this team because I don't see any progression that's going to happen with this guy." You know what, Sal? And I, I have a little bit of a better view of him because I saw him in Miami for for as long as I did, and and the first year there, at least, he did have some success. Uh, what you see, and it's not. Uh, I think other people have brought this up. Maybe not. When everything go when everything goes according to what his plan is, it's fine. Like the Raiders game, everything went right. And the previous two weeks, pretty much every when everything goes according to what his pregame plan is, and I think that that might be one of the reasons why the Jets have success on that first drive is they script all the plays, they know, all right, this is exact. But then as soon as it gets into the game and you have to make some adjustments. What adjustments did they make yesterday exactly? What adjustments did you see yesterday? I didn't see any. I saw literally zero adjustments. 
And it's like, and I'm sure this will be, who knows, we'll hear from Darnold today on the K-Show at 5.30. Tomorrow it's Gase at 4 o'clock on the K-Show. I'm sure he'll come up with some reason why it's not him. It's not his fault. It's never his fault. It's everybody else's fault. Well, you cannot tell me. Nobody can tell me that the Jets are a less talented team than the Bengals. You just can't tell me that. David in Jersey City. David, what's going on, man? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, first, I'd like to say, um, you know, you're right on that topic. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, secondly, it's just embarrassing to give a winless team a second gift. And third, it, to me, the NFL is not National Football League. It's like nicely fixed league. This thing is like WWE scripted. I knew the Jets were going to go in there and lay a freaking egg. And it so just you're saying that it was the, the, the league had to do with it. Uh, you know what? If you look at the playoff standings and the wild cards and this and that, and the fact that the Bills won against the Cowboys – End of the Jets' wild card or so, whatever so, we thought we were so, going to do. So in your plan, you think that the league would rather have the Bills win than the Cowboys? Absolutely. All right. That's uh, interesting. All right, David. All right. Look, I think you've made your point. Uh, I think that's interesting. So in this conspiracy, which is this deep, involved thing, right, with many, many people, many, many factions all working in concert to direct the league in a certain direction – his point is that he thinks that the league would much rather have the Bills be good than the Dallas Cowboys. Interesting take. Interesting take. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, it's a Monday morning. It's snow. It's rain. It's cold. Well, at least we have the Jets and Giants to keep us warm. Oh, so much for that. So much for that. Yes, the Jets and Giants both losing yesterday. Not really a shock there. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. We focused on them a lot. We'll recap that in a second. I did want to touch on the Knicks because we have not focused on them at all uh, today and really have not focused on them all that much so far this season. And the Knicks went out yesterday and lost to the um, – let's spin the wheel. Who was it yesterday? Oh, it was the Celtics. They lost to the Celtics yesterday. So the Knicks now, in case you're keeping track – and. Judging by the record, you probably shouldn't be. Four and 16 now on the season. Four and 16. They have lost six in a row. They now have a worse record this season than they did last season. Think about that. Stefan Bondi of uh, the New York Post gives us the stat that David Fisdale is now 20 and 81 in his 101 games coaching the Knicks. 20 and 81. And that, in case you were wondering, worst record in Knicks history, which is also saying something considering what they have gone through. And the Knicks came this year into this year looking to be better, not looking to be great, looking to be maybe not even good, but looking to be better, which would not really be saying something considering last year they were literally the worst team in the NBA. And they have not been better. In fact, so far, at least, they've been worse. After an offseason, after a plan last year of clear, trading away your most valuable asset for cap space, taking that cap space, not being able to put it into what you wanted to and what you sold the fan base on, and then pivoting into using it on what you'd have to say is established role players who have not come in here 
and made one bit of difference. You know, the Knicks are kind of between a rock and a hard place in that they're not developing any of these players because they need to kind of win games. David Fisdale kind of needs to win some games, but they're relying on the veterans and they're not winning games either. So it's really kind of the worst situation. So it's not going to be long, and the conversation has already started once the Knicks had that press conference following the Cavalier loss uh, after 10 games about what's going to happen with the head coach. When are changes going to be made? Is this the time to make changes? Well, there's a phrase, there's a saying, when, when going through hell, don't stop, keep going. So what should the Knicks do? I would say, if it were me, I would do absolutely nothing. I would do absolutely not a single thing. The way for the Knicks to get through this. And are they more talented than the last year? Yeah, they're more talented, but are they talented? No. That's the way to get through this. You have to stockpile talent. And the way to do that, we found, you can't do it through free agency. You don't, you don't have anything to trade to be able to get something of real value. So how do you do it? You do it through the draft. And one thing we know for sure, based on the results you're getting this year, based on the results of last year, if you don't do anything, there's a real good chance that you're going to have a really high pick. So that would be my advice. And I know people will say, well, Gordon, good teams can find talent everywhere. Yeah, the Knicks are not a good team. So I would get through this year, let it be as bad as it's going to be, be terrible, be awful, and then for everybody involved, be gone. Be out of here. Because that's the only way forward at this point. There's nothing you're going to be. If you think bringing in Mark Jackson this year is going to fundamentally change the results, I think you're absolutely kidding yourself. So there you go. There's the Knicks story. The Jets story and the Giants story, pretty much the same. But our takeaway from the two games yesterday, while the Giants are hopeless right now, embarrassing, and you'd have to say one of the worst teams, if not the worst team, the gap between them and the Bengals, not really all that great. We pointed out the last time the Giants won the game, won a game, came on the same day the Mets did. September 29th. But as bad, as embarrassing, as hopeless as the Giants are, if you can't win games, you want to sell hope. And while I don't think the Giants have a lot of hope, based on the fact it's pretty clear the head coach is going to be out of here after this year, and you're going to have, you'd have to think, a top two pick in the draft, if not higher. I think that it's easier to sell hope with the Giants at this point than it would be for the Jets, who went out yesterday in a season of embarrassing losses and put the capper on top. That's going to do it for today. We'll be back to spread more joy and hopefulness tomorrow. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.